no timeouts. We're back. This is, I think, the first pod I've been on or made since the Super Bowl. So now we're really focusing in, locking in on the NBA. So, you know, I had to bring in one of my friends who claims to know something about the NBA. Let's go, Derek. It's time to talk about real man sport. <laughs> talking about real man sport. You know, yes, true. You've slowly no longer cared about football. I mean, once you get away from it, you it's like, damn, like I used to like spend all day watching this. <laughs> but uh, no disrespect to football, it's just, you know, it's whatever now for me, especially since, you know, Eagles got their Super Bowl, so. That's true. Yeah, I guess it kind of, yeah, it's kind of not the same anymore once they kind of, they get it and then. Yeah, once you get to the mountaintop, then it's just. And then they weren't good right after, so it's just like, all right, whatever. It's not like they were, like, going for a back-to-back championship or something. Facts, so, I mean. <laughs> they got their little run and then that was it. But, all right, so let's get right into it because we were actually supposed to do this yesterday, but we're taping this on Tuesday at, like, 7 o'clock or so. And the NBA All-Star teams, the reserves, just dropped. And, you know, the timeline is currently in a slight little tizzy, a little, little, uh, lot, of, lot of takes going on um, in terms of snubs and all this other stuff. First, before we even get into the snubs, are you okay with – the all-star teams being 12, uh, 12 roster spots total, right? Or do you feel like they should go up to 15? Um, we Haven't they? We've been having this conversation for years um, since the uh, uh, Damian Lillard years. And I think last year with Bradley Bill. I know last year with Bradley Bill. Yeah, um, I mean, it's every year because every, yeah, every year, year. But the last couple of years, maybe because Twitter has amplified it, but the last couple of years I've kind of felt like, it's um it's um it's getting been amplified i don't i don't know on my timeline um but to answer your question uh i mean 12 was kind of, i mean i know you can carry 15 players on a team but 12 was kind of, 12 was kind of yeah like i mean the 15th man ain't, ain't playing <laughs> I mean, he's not even active. You know what I'm saying? So, right. I mean, and then, then at that point, like, how do you divide the minutes? I guess nobody, except for the real stars, really want to play in the All Star game anyway. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to be like the participation trophy guy. So, I kind of don't. I will say though, if they expand the league, then maybe like if you put two more teams in, then yeah, because then it's going to get to the point where people are like, it's going to be like, all right, now we're nitpicking, which we're going to eventually do on this episode too. But like. No, like I think twelve people. At the end of the day, we're arguing people like Trey Young, uh, Devin Booker, Brandon Ingram, Siakam, guys who are either going to be around for a while, so they'll make their this is early in their career, so they'll make more All Star teams, or guys who, sad to say, but like, and maybe I didn't name anybody on that list, but guys who are like, this is the best year of their career, and they're still probably going to be like snub is a 12th guy and it's like all right it's a snub but like he's not a perennial all-star so like it doesn't make it less important but like like right. mike conley yeah like i ain't gonna spend too much time like if you deserve it you deserve it but like if mike conley doesn't make it once in his 15 years it's like all right bro but like are we we're we gonna open up a 15 spot just for 
I remember the year where J.R. Smith was having a good year, and Nick was like, well, maybe he should be the All-Star. I was like, bro. <laughs> like, come on. And J.R. Smith was balling that one year in New York. I think that was the Carmelo Anthony, like. Yeah, like 2013, maybe. Yeah, and, uh, it was, but it was like, you know, and I would, first of all, I would love to see J.R. Smith in an All-Star game because that just seems like his element. But, like, <laughs> is that the reason I'm going to make a 14th roster spot? Maybe. Maybe. But, like, in reality, like, nah, it doesn't. We don't really need it. Yeah, probably not. And honestly, if we get three more spots, it'll we'll still get to a place where people are talking about snubs. Right, because so like, then <laughs> how do you snub? Because the last guy that makes – I remember last year, bro, when um, Sabonis made it, and people were like, Sabonis is an all-star? I'm like, yeah, for what he's doing for the Pacers right now, he's an all-star. But, of course, he didn't have, like, the gaudy 28 and, you know, 10 numbers. Right. But he's putting up – like, he's winning games, and he's putting up all-star numbers. And, and I don't want to call him, like, a system player, but in his system, he's just not, you know, he's not going to be like Bradley Bill, 30 points a game numbers. But like, if you get down to that guy, right. And he's averaging, let's say he's averaging 17 points, right. At that point, then somebody's going to be like, well, this guy's averaging 15 and five and his team is better. So like, is he an all-star? And then we're going to be talking about, you know, like fucking like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Harris is going to be an all-star team. You know what I'm saying? Cause He's right down wide open three pointers. And people be like, "Well, he's an all star." It's like, nah, bro. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you. And, and so I, you brought up Sabonis because I felt like, I guess we can kind of get into the rosters and stuff. Because I honestly, I don't know. I I felt like he isn't in that snubbed category uh, in terms of perception. But honestly, he might have been snubbed. And you know, if you really look at it, I mean. But I think, and I don't want to start bro, off with. Who got snubbed and who didn't? But here's the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Vucevic as an All Star right now. Here's the Sabonis, bro. How long have you known me? Not too long. <laughs> What's the <laughs> number one thing I always say about casuals when they watch basketball? Uh, I feel like you say many things about casuals when they watch basketball, and they're all correct. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the big things I always say is people like volume scoring. People like scoring they like volume scores and they like scoring so if you put up a lot of points whether your team wins or loses and i think i don't know where orlando's at right now but you put up a lot of points voots was an all-star last year he kind of has that like name recognition kind of like people want to watch scoring so they're going to put him in all-star game that's what people equate scoring a lot of points with being an all-star and being a good player it's like when the guy goes to a bad team and he averages 29 points and like oh well he can be a leader on the team like, no, he can score a lot of points on a team that's going to win 30 games in an 82-game season. It doesn't right, mean – huh? Yeah. No, no, that's true. But I think it is also important to remember that the coaches are the ones who vote for the reserves. That is true. That is true. It's true. So I don't know if they always are thinking in terms of just, like, pure numbers. And that maybe same they're not way. game planning for uh, – maybe, you know, coaches look at stuff like that. Why well, have the game plan for Vooch? I don't really have the game plan for Sabonis. I mean, Sabonis' game, like, hard truth is not all-starry unless you really – unless you're somebody like me and you who watch basketball. is like, wow, that's a good pass. Or look at right. him, like, doing the little things. Like, people on Twitter always say people suck, and then, then they'll make, like, three game-winning plays that will never pop up on a stat sheet, but just small things like – tracks down Luke's ball or, you know, and people be like, oh, well, you know, he still sucks. And it's like, but you wouldn't have won the game without him. Not saying that he's, you know, a 30-point-per-game scorer. And, you know, that's the type of player. Not And he's better than – Sabonis is better than, like, the garbage – not the garbage time, but the hustle man that I kind of described. But, um, I mean, his game is not all-star. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, just sit down, watch the bonus play. He has some good games. Don't get me wrong. But it's just right. night in, night out. He's not, like, wowing you on the, like, dunks, threes, like, yeah, no, all like Right, but he's winning basketball games, and that team is running, like, through him. You I mean, yeah, pretty much him and Brogdon. Right, so that's all-star level. But, you know, he's not going to get that, you know. And then he plays in Indiana, you know what I'm saying, white right. dude boring player in Indiana, and I, I'm saying all this as like from somebody and I know the coaches vote but I'm just saying this from like a standpoint of like when we think of all-star you think of like you know LeBron even you know even Jokic like even Jokic some people be like oh is he really that good I'm like bro are you watching basketball <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying so people right. it's, it's you know it's the same thing you go play at the, at the courts, bro. The dude who has all the flashy moves and hits a three, people think he's the best player on the court. It's like, no. Sometimes he is, though, but, like, sometimes he's not. You know what I'm saying? So, right. All right. Well, let's, let, me, let me go through, the, let me go through the, the rosters real quick. So, we'll start in the East. Harden, Julius Randle, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Zach Levine, Ben Simmons, and then Vucevic. I think I like – I mean, Harden – Harden's coming off the bench. I mean, yeah, but like. But I mean, his season has, you know, but it's right. just, it's just so wild because like he's. I mean, yeah, he's James Harden. He's, yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, top ten player. Yeah, right. not feel you. I mean, who's who's the starters? It was Ky- or Kyrie and Brad. I mean, like, can't really I mean, argue I guess, with that. I guess he could be starting over Kyrie, but. But he he, I want to say he can't because he played so many games in the West, but he really didn't. Right, he really didn't play that many. Yeah, so it, it'll be kind of weird. I mean, I think the Brad thing, well-deserved, uh, like really well-deserved, but also a makeup call for last year. And I'm not, oh, I'm not well, mad well, at it. Well, the Wizards have won five straight, so they, they, they made it a little more respectable. Right, and I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. Even if they didn't win five, I wouldn't be mad at it. But right. Yeah, so I mean, look, man, it's, it's – Especially in, in today's, at least in this year, how there's so many people putting up stats. I think this is the most most uh, 20 point per game or more scores, like, like league-wide. Well, Brad has led the league. In, wasn't he – he was leading the league. He led the league last year in scoring. Uh, yeah, I think so. He was at the All-Star break, at least. But right, I'm just saying, yeah. in general, points are easy, easier to come by, you know, than right. they've ever been for, you know, numerous reasons. But – you know, Harden, like I said, come off the bench. Julius Randle, I, I don't have a problem with I, I'm glad Zach Levine got in. I'm glad Ben Simmons got in. Like I said, Vucevic was the only question mark for me. I don't think it's the end of the world that he got in. But I do think that Sabonis or even Bam have a real case to get in over him. Because I do think a lot of Vucevic is, I mean, you know, he's good. He's putting up numbers. And the, the Magic have won a couple of games, but they've had so many injuries. And he's, you know, there's some lineups where it's just him and then four guys who were not starting in the beginning of the year. So it's kind of like, all right, well, who's going to score? You know, he kind of has to. You know, he's getting a lot of shots, more shots than typically if they were, you know, more healthy. But either way, you know, I'm not, you know, too mad about it. But I, I do think that Bam – or Sabonis, if I was voting, I would have voted either one of them over Boosted. Bam probably got the um, the Heat are kind of struggling. Yeah, card. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that stuff does. Play. I know it's an individual accomplishment and all, but that stuff does play into it. No, I mean, 
That is true. And then I guess that's, that goes to another thing that's like philosophy, philosophically, like what your criteria is in terms of like, are we looking at strictly individual or are we looking at individual mixed with your team needs to be at least decent or good or, you know, how much are we weighing? I see the I, third option, you know, I like five pairs is the third option on the number one seed versus Vucevic, who's the first option on a bad team. I think you it's know? all circumstantial. Like, I just think you have to look at each, like, like Bradley Bill is the number one option on a bad team, right? Uh, so they have this four game losing streak. I don't, they were like close to bottom in the league, like second or third. Right. Yeah, they were in line for a top three pick. Right. But, like, I didn't – you don't watch Bradley Bill's game and just be like, oh, this guy, like, he's not an all-star. Like, you can – you kind of see it. Like, I, and I know the defense, right? But, I mean, who plays defense in 2021, like, at this point? <laughs> but, like, that's one thing. But, like, there's other players in other years, and I can't think of anybody right now, but, like, we've seen people play with numbers on very bad teams. And and you just know that this would not tra- like Brad. We've also seen Bradley Bill translate and play, put up very good numbers on very good teams. So like, I just think it's circumstantial, and you just gotta like judge it because everybody who plays on a bad team is, isn't you know like some guys are just jacking. If you give an NBA player enough that has enough talent, enough shots, they're gonna put up all star numbers. But you know you can kind of weed out between what's real and what's fake. Um, I tend to look at it like really 80 20 like if because if you're an all-star and you have at least a decent team um and you're truly playing to your capabilities your team should not be like like 10 and 23 or 10 and you know 30 if we were at like a normal normal season around the all-star break but then that you have that last 20 percent of dudes who are literal all-stars but like they're just playing with nobodies. You know what I'm saying? Like the team is literally trying to tank, you know, and it's like, you know, dudes aren't Jesus. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of my criteria. And I just kind of judge everybody individually. So like I could be called out for some years, calling some guys out and saying like, nah, I'm not putting them on my team. That team stinks. And then other years, but like this, this team is just as bad. And I'll be like, but I think that this one guy is, is a better player is more deserving. Um, but so, I can so, use, so where do you stand on Trey Young? Um, People are saying he's the biggest snub, but I'm personally fine with it. Yeah, honestly, like I'm, I'm just not. I don't know. Like Trey, Trey Young is a personal uh, no for me, just just in a lot of ways. Um, I'm fine. I'm also, I don't know, I'm fine with Trey Young. My thing when people say it, it, if somebody's a snub, I always say okay. But who are you going to take off? Because, like you right. said, it gets our point, a 15 guy. Like, somebody's going to be a snub. Like, if it's a cutoff of five people, the sixth person always has a case. But if you can't make a better case for that sixth person over the fifth person, then you just have to live with it. And that's just what it is, bro. Like, Right. The only know, person I think you could argue is, is, I think it was either him or Zach Levine for that last guard spot. But I would have taken Zach Levine, especially this year in terms of Zach Levine. I mean, he's scoring just as much on way better efficiency, way better overall shooting than Trey Young. I think Trey Young's only shooting like 42% from the field versus, you know, Zach Levine is pushing 50, 40, 90. Uh, his defense is better than Trey Young's by far, even though he's not great, but Trey Young 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's not saying. I mean, they must say that's not saying much. Just Trey Young, young, really. Young's impact on defense is with Trey Young's probably impact not, on not the, far off from what my impact would be on the court. Yeah, I was going to say, Trey Young's bro. impact on the court sometimes when he doesn't <laughs> have the ball is really non-existent. Well, and that too, you know. And they got all those new additions, you know. Obviously, uh, you know Bogdanovich has been hurt, but you know they had Rondo. They got their flank Rondo. <laughs> Yo, Heater. I mean, they have other ball handlers to try to get Trey Young off the ball more, but he just he doesn't want to be know, off the ball. He either doesn't want to be, or just isn't good at it because he's maybe too small. I don't know, but he he definitely is seeming more and more one dimensional. But when you're not, you know, yeah, Ron or Luca or Rondo. A top ten, you know, kind of player. You got to be more than one dimensional. Um, so I don't know. The Trey Young, Trey Young for me, yeah, I'm I'm good off him. But that was the one name that I've seen a lot of, I guess quote unquote casuals bring up. Um, but moving on. No, what did you say? I was gonna say the one thing about the Trey Young situation. I just have to go back to the Rondo thing. I watched Rondo play for two years in L.A. Obviously, playoff Rondo is still real. But 82-game regular season Rondo is just not there. I don't know why people thought he was going to show up in Atlanta where he didn't show up for the Lakers for 82 games. Um, I guess the mentor thing, you know, some young guys have claimed that Rondo is a great in the locker room, especially that Chicago situation. They seem like they liked Rondo more um, than Wade and um, Butler. But, I, you know, it, that was an interesting pickup for me. It seemed like a money grab for Rondo. Uh, I think the Trey Young thing is just kind of wild because people looked at him last year because he was a starter. Um, right. And I thought that was kind of jumping the gun even then. But, yeah, like Trey Young is one of those people, like he puts up numbers in a volume. And, you know, it's entertaining to watch, but I'm not really sure that, like, he deserves it over anybody in this list. And that's not to say that if it was a 15-man roster, he wouldn't be an all-star. Or if he was an all-star, I'd be like, take him off. Like, I'd be – running the get the Trey Young out of here smear campaign, but like it's just, it's it's not like, I don't, I don't blink bad eye at that. It's, it feels kind of forced to Trey Young all-star every year type of thing that we're trying to like Right, yeah, create. I feel like, yeah, people are trying to elevate him to like, oh, we can't have the all-star game without Trey yeah, Young. Yeah, like, like it, it started it. last year, I, I felt like it was forced, even even though, and I, listen, I, this is no disrespect to Trey Young and, and what he's doing, because more power to you, taking control of your career, but even his demands, like, I'm ready to win now. It's like, mm, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you are not. But, like, definitely tell the organization. It's like going to a job, bro. If, if they're going to hire you at a senior developer level and you don't have the skills, but they're going to pay you for it, you're going to try at least until you – Right. Know. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll learn on the job. Yeah, like, you know, if you're going to pay me, fuck it. But if, if the truth is, like, yo, I need some development time for this. But, yeah, the Trey Young, like, like you said, the all-star Trey Young thing feels like it's it's we're forcing it. We're forcing the Trey Young uh, hand at this point. Yeah, I definitely agree. So moving on to the West, we got for the reserves, Chris Paul, Paul George, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Zion Williamson, Anthony Davis. And then we will have, you know, someone replace Anthony Davis. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I liked all of these. I didn't have a problem. My only problem with the West is that Damian Lillard should have been starting over Luka. Um, I think similar to the Trey Young thing, kind of pushing the, the Luka narrative, like Luka has to, is a guaranteed starter, guaranteed All-NBA. But, like, he has his holes in this game that I don't think people mention enough. 
Um, but other than that, so next you know, to the White Hope. <laughs> yes, yes, the new Larry Bird. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, I mean, I thought the West was pretty straightforward. I mean, I guess some people weren't too sure if Zion was going to make it versus like a Devin Booker. I know you said you would, you prefer Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker will be the one that replaces Anthony Davis. If it's not based off of position, it's just anybody can do it. Then I think it'll be Devin Booker, especially over like a Mike Conley. Um, but I don't know. I'll state your case. Cause I know, like you said, you, or like I said, you were pro Devin Booker over Zion. for that. I mean, for that. I just think it is, I guess this is one of the situations where I look at the 80, the, like I look at this situationally. Um, I just feel like Devin Booker had this, I know he had the, the, the troubling, not troubling, but like the slow start with that team's winning. He's playing really good basketball. They figured it out. He's like, Zion has more rebounds. Of course, all this, he's shooting more per, higher percentage. I think 61 to Devin Booker's 50 though. I think Devin Booker's shooting like 50% from the field. Zion's averaging one more point, and like the Pelicans are pretty much underachieving, and like Zion is not not a reason. He's like a reason kind of why they are underachieving as well. Like he has good numbers, but like he's kind of like nonchalant on defense. Um, he's not like it's not like a we're not penciling him him in for thirty a night or anything. So you know, I just feel like. To me, I would take Booker over over Zion this season. I, I think you know this is kind of like the Zion. Which I don't know. It doesn't feel as forced, but I think you know this is the Zion. Oh, it's Zion. So let's put him in there. With that being said, I, I'm not running the Zion is overrated. Getting him out of the All Star game campaign. I just personally would take Devin Booker this season. Somebody did bring up a good point to me, and they said, "Well, if it's an individual um, award and Booker is." the best player on his team, why is CP3 there over him? And I just think that CP3 is getting to the all-star game on face guard um, respectfully at this point in his career. And I think CP3 is a big reason why that team is the Suns. Uh, they figured it out, and CP3 is a reason why they figured it out. And, of course, he's not at this point in his career not going to put up the gaudy stats. But he's playing high-level basketball. So, I mean, if you if that's your case, as you think the book should be over CP3 and Zion should be there, that, you know, I could – see the numbers i guess but you know i think cp3 has earned that face card whether you should have that at this point is you know but i think he's earned that and i think he you know has a case for an all-star to be an all-star as well but to your original question yes i would take booker over zion and you know i wouldn't really bat an eye at it this season uh yeah i mean i could i could go either way i'm definitely not mad I mean, Zion's just a, a fucking beast. I mean, I feel you. Like, he definitely has his holes. Like, defensively, he don't be there. But that's more of a team thing than just him. I mean, he definitely contributes to it, like you said. Um, but that's more of a team thing. Um, maybe even more of a coaching thing. I don't talk to you about Stan Van Gundy these days. Um, and then, yeah, I think his rebounding, I mean, he's only averaging seven rebounds. I feel like he should he should be at 10 to 12. With how yeah, it's he not, moved. like, crazy. I hate, I hate when people do that when we compare guards, like, Devin Booker type guards to power forwards or small forwards or people who should be getting like a lot of rebounds. They're like, well, he averages, they average the same point and this person averages four more rebounds. And it's like, bro, he averages seven to like Devin Booker's 3.9 or 3.5. Right. Like, like Devin Booker's not like, come on now. Like we know Devin Booker is not going to be down there getting boards, but if that's the case and they're averaging the same points and Zion's probably under rebounding, um, but that also has to do with like Steven Adams being down there. So I mean, like, 
Just a, just a weird. Yeah, that's a whole, yeah, that's a whole mess. Stephen Adams. Yeah. I mean, he's been hurt. They've low-key been turning around a little bit because now that he's hurt and they uh, played a true center less. That I know they've been playing like like when they came back from the Celtics, they were playing Melly more at the five, finally spacing the floor out for Zion. But like that Stephen Adams thing. That's another thing is we can have to get into it on a later date. Everyone just assumed that David Griffin was a good GM, and I I didn't really I didn't know that he had that sort of. I didn't know we were making that assumption that, you know, like when the Pelicans got him, everyone was like, oh, yeah, great hire, great hire. Like, Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. The Pelicans are going to make the playoffs. Like, the past two years, everyone's assumed the Pelicans would make the playoffs. And David Griffin is constructing a great roster. But I, I haven't really seen it, you know, to be honest. I mean, the Anthony Davis trade was good, even though he had no choice. But he got the most that he could from it. So kudos to him. But but other other than that, I mean, I can't think – I mean, you know, Zion, I, Ingram was already there, or Ingram was a part of the trade. You know, Zion was the obvious number one pick. But every other pick they've had, uh, you know, I haven't really been a big fan of. You yeah. know, J.J. Reddick, JJ Reddick's been a little older. He didn't really turn out to be the free agent acquisition. You know, they got Eric Bledsoe. He's been not good. At this point, Josh Hart is better than Eric Bledsoe. Josh Hart should be closing the games out for them. Just want to point um, out that Lakers scouting department doesn't miss – Except for Anthony Brown, and you know we could talk about Lonzo later, but uh, <laughs> don't know what's going on with that one. But you know, I mean, Lonzo's been playing better lately. I mean, he just all he does is shoot threes, but he's been making them, so he's been playing better lately. At least his numbers were good. He's he's and, up and down, so I I I, I, I want to see him going like a twenty game streak of like just solid play. Right. No, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. Because um, we said this yeah, last year when like, he went when he was going into the bubble, and then he went into the bubble, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, the bubble, I don't, I don't hold good or bad. I don't put a lot of weight on the bubble. Like, I didn't look Fair. at TJ Warren all the, all, as a totally different player after his <laughs> shit in the bubble, and like, you know, like, so I don't, you know, so inversely, I don't want to look at Lonzo as a totally different player just because he but, sucked in the bubble. Okay, so the only reason I, I I will push back on that is because Lonzo was like that during the season, though, too. Like, he was, but he was way better in the season before the bubble. The bubble was some totally. The way he played in the bubble, it was hard not to be better than the season. I'm just saying, in general, he was up and down. And he's kind of been that guy really throughout his career. So that's why, you know. Yeah, I mean, either way, the Pelicans need to upgrade their guard. They need to upgrade their guards anyway. Like, Lonzo might be a good, like, six-man guard more than, like, a bona fide starting point guard. Uh, At this point, I'm not, you know, it can go either way. I'm not totally sold that he's, like, one of the best – 20 point guards in the league or something like that. Um, you know, he might be, you know, Ricky Rubio with a standstill three-point shot. I'm not sure yet. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But in terms of the West, yeah, I, don't, I, thought, I thought it was pretty straightforward other than Devin Booker. Can't believe that we're not, we're not showing DeRozan any love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, hey, the, the Spurs have been sneaky this year. If they didn't, if they hadn't caught COVID, they their record would be even better than what it was. DeRozan a Hall of Famer? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's that's kind of hard to say right now because low key he's only thirty one, so he has a few more years to really like cement it. If he retired tomorrow, I would say no. But as he continues to keep playing, if he if he can get five more good years, like like honestly, I, say- I think that. You know, and they're on the same team. I think Aldridge is like the DeRozan of big men in a lot of ways. Yeah. And at, at this point, Aldridge is a Hall of Famer. Like he's a little older; he's thirty six, thirty seven. I mean, he's he's made five NBA all all, all NBA teams. He's made like seven or eight All Stars. Um, 
you know, DeRozan isn't quite at five all NBAs, but he has a plethora of all-stars. He's gone to, into the playoffs pretty deep. Um, you know, I don't think anyone's going to hold it against him that he can never beat LeBron. Um, in terms, I don't of think people hold it off. against him. I think it's just the, the amount of choking. Like it was, it was like. I mean, yeah, it is. But you know, but that's fine. I was, I just brought up that point because I saw. I think it was a picture on Twitter. I think it was Demar Derozan stats. Um, they did the. Is this guy a Hall of Famer? And they he's, put up. He's got good stats. He's got good stats. Oh, for the record, I think he is. And um, I think number one because it's the basketball Hall of Fame. People make it in there. <laughs> like. Once again, Mitch Richmond is in there, so like, no disrespect to Mitch, but like, look, man, two wrongs can't make a right. At some point, we got to raise Demar, even if. Well, it's why Demar? Listen, Demar. I know. Listen, I know. I've made my Demar jokes, but for what it's worth, he was a top scorer in this league. He took a team to the conference finals. Every, only lost to LeBron and John Wall, but you know, like, you know, like I think you know, he, he's not. You know, his stats aren't going to be gaudy, but there's a lot of people in the Hall of Fame whose stats aren't, you know, gaudy, but he was an all-star in this he's league. Close. We got we got to see how he looks for these next five years. I don't think he's a lock right now, but he's an well, no, a lock. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't say definite lock. Like, if somebody made an argument why he's not, okay, cool. I'm saying he's going to get in because I, I probably let him in. And if you base it off the criteria of other people that are in there, he's number one option on a, on a, on conference finals contending NBA championship contending teams for years. You know what I'm saying? For two, three years. It doesn't help him that Kawhi came in and just, you know, overtook that. But, I mean, if people are just better than you, people are just better than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's fine. You know, but I was just wondering what you you brought tomorrow, so I just wanted to. Yeah. No, I think I think eventually he'll he'll get in. But like I said, the Spurs, sneaky, the six six seed, no, no one believes in us. It's gonna keep going. Wait till we get back from from coronavirus. We'll be acting different. Uh, speaking of our teams, see your Lakers took yes. a t- took a nice L to the Wizards last night. How, what's your? Do you have any sort of panic or concern about the Lakers? Awful. We look awful without Anthony Davis, and it's we looked and Schroeder and Schroeder. Right, it, Schroeder as well. The Wizards, first of all, the Wizards always get us on a sneak game every year. I, I like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I remember when I was a kid, we were on like a 20, 19 game win streak. Came to DC. This is when we had Kobe and Shaq and lost to like this is oh one, bro. We lost. I don't even think Michael Jordan was on that team at the time. <laughs> lost, lost to Richard Hamilton. <laughs> don't disrespect Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't even know. We, I think we might have lost to Chris Whitney or uh, Heidi White or something. It was it was bad, bro. Jawan Howard, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but um, the, the Wizards. I mean, the Lakers look look bad. Um, and we looked a little iffy even with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, of course, looked iffy. So it was like now that we have him without him, it, it just looks like it like. And I know, like, I've also defended some of these guys, too. But it's like nobody – right now, it's presently constructed. It's like nobody on the floor can get their own shot without LeBron. And then it's also, like, I don't – I don't put, like – like, nobody's hitting – like, Wesley Matthews is not knocking down shots. KCP is – you know, he's KCP. Uh, Caruso, like – it's getting more minutes now, but it's like now you're averaging four points on 20 minutes a game, bro. Like, all right, now you, you have to do – you know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't even hold him the to that. some magic wearing off. But the thing is, I don't hold him to that type of standard because, like, 
I never thought he was this bona fide scorer. He was always the dude who did like I think he's better than Delhi, but he was always like the Delhi dude. Like like even last night I was watching the game and like I think LeBron missed a three, somebody missed a three, and the Wizards got a rebound and like they were going to run down court and Caruso grabbed the dude for a jump ball. And it was like that's the and then we got another possession. I think LeBron may have hit a shot, but like that's the type of stuff he does. You know what I'm saying? But it's also like, bro, you're playing 20 minutes a game now. You have to hit a wide open shot. <laughs> like you yeah, have to hit the. You know there's what I'm no, saying? No Rondo or right. Know, like yeah, y'all, y'all just waved your man's Quinn Cook. I mean, Rondo wasn't hitting wide open shots into the bubble. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Now you don't even. Have, I mean, you have Schroeder, right. but. Schroeder's out, so that I'm just saying your guard options are very limited. Right. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, continue what you're doing on the defensive end and the steals. But, like, even if you're not hitting, like, like you have to, like, attack the basket, get fouled. Like, he shot 13 free throws on the year or something, some wild number they said last night. Like he, So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? That has to change. Marcus Gasol and LeBron James are the same age. Um, so that tells <laughs> you something we have going on there. And it's just like, THC is like, like I, I will like say him. something real quick that y'all low key miss Dwight and JaVale. That turned out. I mean, I know you got Montrez as well, so that helps. But Marcus Mar- Mar- is is considerably worse than yeah. And, and I thought Dwight like, and JaVale. I thought like the basketball smarts thing was gonna like work out and like oh look I mean it works out every once in a while. But like, I'm saying, but like. For all the times where it's like, wow, that was a great pass from the top of the key, I'm also like, bro, do something. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kuz is just like, you know, everybody likes to talk about Kuz and like, you know, he's the butt of jokes. I mean, he's actually been, you know, he's had some games where he's been all right, but like, it's just no consistency. I don't know what Morris is doing. So, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, even watching last night, it's like LeBron has to dribble around 40 times to do something. And then I just question, like, what the hell does, what the, let me not question LeBron because he's better at basketball than I'll be at anything ever in my life. But like, <laughs> bro, the three that he launched at the end of the game with like eight seconds to go, just coming down the court, we were down. Hey by. man, he was tired. All right. But that's the shot you take. Like <laughs> you, you could have took one dribble in. Like it's like, sometimes you just, you know, when the step back three is coming, <laughs> like, but I feel him though. Cause he's dribbling around like in the corner where he gets double team. And like, I was watching the Wizards broadcast. It's like, such a great double team. And it's like, it was a great double team, but also LeBron just literally dribbled the ball off his leg and just <laughs> threw the ball to Caruso, who was right, cutting baseline, and then, like, dejectedly walked down court. And I'm just like, bro, that's on you. Like, like you can't yeah. do stuff like that. But, you know. Hey, look, man, he's 36, year 18. Like, let's just wait. He's All right, he's on cruise control to the playoffs. Y'all be fine. But, in all seriousness, all right, is there oh, yeah, a team I'm, I'm, that's – Go the Jazz, the Clippers, I think are the main two threats possibly. But is there is there anyone in the West that you're that you may might get a little worried about come playoff time? Um, I just want to backtrack real quick. I just want to say that as a Laker fan, I'm always like a, a Laker. Um, I, I like to wave the caution flag early. I'm just always <laughs> a fan. I've been. I've, I've never been like, oh, we'll be fine. And like I understand, we will be fine. And you know, I, I can. There's some games we lose where I'm like, all right, these guys weren't playing, but like. And me and you, we watch basketball, so you know this. And other our friends, like, you know, we can see when, like, stuff is kind of like – and not like I'm a genius, like, or anything. But we, you know – like, I wave the caution flag early, basically. But overall, like, a team that I'm worried about, I, 
you know, for the last five years I've been on the, or last two years I've been on the Jazz, our second round exit bandwagon, um, waiting to happen. And they would have been a second round exit last year, most likely, uh, if they weren't a first round exit. Uh, with that being said, they don't really worry me because I'm still not convinced the Rudy Gobert, like, playoff. Yeah, it's very matchup. Yeah, I, I'm just not 100% convinced. I will say, though, this is the most convinced I've been with them, though. Um, I mean, well, yeah, you have to be. It's the first time they've been in the, the one seed for this long. Well, not not that in general. I'm just saying, like, because last year I was on the my, – my take on the Jazz is they don't suck. Like, you look at their roster from top to bottom. They, they There's no, like, glaring holes. Like, okay, this guy is trash. We're going to exploit this. And teams like that are usually great in the regular season, night in and night out. But also you look at their roster and it's like, all right, like Joe Ingles, good player. They're like, are we like game planning for Joe Ingles in the playoffs? Like, why not? <laughs> like Royce O'Neal, like great play, like good player. Are we game planning for him in the playoffs? Probably not. Uh, you can just go down the roster. Even when you get to Rudy, it's like, okay, he's going to do his defensive thing. Are we like game planning for him in the playoffs to catch lobs? Probably not. Like, then it's like, all right, then we're just going to lock in on uh, Donovan, who was a young player, probably got too much bass too much for, you know, for his shooting percentages and all that, trying to carry a team. And, you know, we got to, you know, like bash on him a little bit. But when everybody else is really, really, or, you know, good, and you're like the stars, like, yo, we're just going to double team you and see what you do. And most 23-year-olds are not going to pass that test. So, you know, um, so we'll see this year. I feel like maybe they found something that works. Um but the team, obviously, is the Clippers. Um, to me, that's the team that, like, I think they have a chip on their shoulder from last year. They can't blow that elite like that. You know what I'm saying? They, they're they trying to come back. They look good. I did joke about them to start the season, but they're starting to come on strong. They might be, you know, even better than last year, like, cohesively, because they're finally, like, looks like they're getting some minutes under their belt. But – any team, you know, no disrespect to Paul George, but any team with Paul George on it in the playoffs, I'm always going to be a little skeptical until I see it. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny you say Clippers because I'm honestly, like, when before the year started, I was feeling better about the Clippers this year than last year. I mean, part of it just because, obviously, you know, they upgraded the roster. Like, I think Serge is better than Trez, especially for their, their fit on that team. Uh, and, you know, I just think, you know, not being in the bubble will help them as well. You know, they, you know, Paul George talked about his depression and, I think overall, you know, they had Lou Will situation. I tried to leave the cup bubble and come back. Like, they had a lot of people. Like, I just don't think their heads were in it all the way to really want to be in the bubble, you know, after a couple months or whatever. But then as they keep – as they played, they made some moves. Like, they traded for Luke Kennard and signed him. They signed, you know, the Morris twin, which which makes no sense to me how you have identical twins and one is worth $64 million and the other is worth the veteran minimum. I, I will never understand that. <laughs> one's worth 64 uh, and one's worth four. And it's going to the same bank account. <laughs> well, yes, and it's going to the same bank account. Yeah, I don't know how they work that out. Like, as a, as a couple, do they just have a pool of money or do, or, or do you have to spend less because you put in less? Uh, I, I would like to know that as well. But also, yeah, like, I just don't understand how you sign one twin to four times the amount of money as the other twin. Like, they're, they're literally identical. Like, they're not that far off as NBA players. But anyway, you know, they signed Luke Kennard. He didn't even play in their last game against uh, the Nets. He didn't, even, he didn't even play. You know, like, they're relying on Reggie Jackson, you know, Lou Will. He's, he's getting up there, sneakily, sneakily getting up there. 
you know, you, so I don't know. I just like, I just, I just don't trust anyone on that team. You know, if, if I'm even going to trust Paul George, you know, let's just, you know, for the sake of argument, I'll, you know, say that I trust Paul George, you know, in the playoffs, but that's still only two players. You know, I just don't, I just, you know, hey, in the I last gotta... five minutes of the game, who's, who's their, who's their, who's their lineup or who's their go-to lineup? You know what I mean? Like they don't even have five guys that I really feel super confident in, in terms of, all right, this is the lineup that, it's gonna close out this series for us. So or close out this game for us. You know. I gotta ask you then two questions. Then number well, one question. Number one, I do have to throw out that Nicholas Batum has been balling. Um, uh, I mean, that's fine. He's still Nicholas Batum. No, not. that's fine. I, he's, only, he's, I'm, he's like he's the Joe Ingles of their team. That's yeah, fine. The only reason I'm saying this is because <laughs> he took the money and ran, and you did not hear about him for five years. Oh like, yeah, it was no, the big, so the he, fact that he's, he's even big Nigerian vibes. Bruh, when, when he signed with the Clippers, I laughed out loud because I was like, they're going to get nothing out of this guy. They, I don't know what they're doing. And I was wrong. <laughs> like, so far, I've been wrong. And he, he was really like – him and Chandler Parsons were, were really the same person for like five years in the NBA. Um, so well, I, they, well, it was a little different because at least Batum was actually on the court. He just was out of shape. The reason that when they signed Batum and I didn't like laugh and I actually was like, okay, like – I could see them just giving him a chance because, uh, I don't know. I, I, he's French, and I, I just remember when Boris Diaw was Diaw did the same thing. <laughs> and he did the same thing and then came to the Spurs and was And then um, Tony Parker. Tony <laughs> yeah, Parker well, went to Tony, Charlotte. He went, he went to Charlotte after. He was but, washed. He yeah, just he was, went but, I mean, the, the, the levels of washed that even on Charlotte was. <laughs> right. No, but I feel you. So my next question would be, so who is the team in the West that if I, – I assume that you think the Lakers are the best team in the West when healthy. I mean, yeah. So who's the team in the West that you would say it's the biggest competition? Or, or is there really competition in the West? I mean – The West I'm, might just be a bunch of, like, really good teams, but, like, it might be the Nets or the Sixers or whoever you think is coming out the East that might really be like the, yo, this is the team. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if Anthony Davis doesn't get his get his act together, because like you said earlier in the pod, even before his injury, he wasn't. Yeah, he was know, sleepwalking. Yeah, exactly. So like, we'll see. You know, if he just needs this time to rest, like really get to one hundred percent, whatever. So like, if he does and he's playing in a, at an equivalent equivalent level to last year, then no, there's not really much competition. However, I do think that if he's playing at like eighty percent of his best. You know, that's about then, – then Rudy Gay can match him in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So then I would start to get a little concerned about Utah if I was the Lakers. Just a little bit. Because just for one, I'm assuming that they'll have the one seed because they care about the regular season, I think, more than any other contending team in the West right now. Um, you know, that means the Lakers are going to have to play the Clippers in the second round before they even get to Utah. You know, assuming that both teams make it to the conference finals. Um, and I think that's a slight advantage for Utah. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell's gotten a little better. You know, Mike Conley's gotten a little better in terms of just fitting, with the team. you know, fit. Like, like they, they play him with, uh, you know, Rudy Gobert a lot, which is good. Um, they'll have Bogdanovich back. You know, he was hurt in the bubble. Um, and that'll be good for them as well. You know, they'll be a little deeper. Um, I like Derek Favors as a backup center that they didn't have last year. Because last year, you know, when Rudy Gobert was on the bench, they really struggled in terms of having, you know, they had Tony Bradley coming in and that was not, not working. They were really losing those minutes. Um, Derek Favors can kind of hold, hold it for the bench unit, um, you know, hold a lead, you know, if the starters are leaving the game with a lead or whatever. So I think that Utah definitely gotten better. Um, 
I think the Clippers, like I said, are about the same. I think the Nuggets are worse. Um, their defense is so much worse. They lost Jeremy Grant. They lost Torrey Craig. Like two of, their best perimeter, two of their best perimeter defenders. Um, they already have a cap on their defense when your best player, or not even your best player, but the center of your team is at best average on defense. In terms of pick and roll and just rim protection and overall defense, you're already kind of putting a cap on how good you can be, I think. But then on top of, like I said, losing Jeremy Grant, losing Torrey Craig, um, perimeter-wise on defense, that I don't think that they – you know, have the defense nor have the scoring power to make up for their defense. You know, they're not the Brooklyn Nets. You know, they don't have that, you know, third guy, let alone even a second guy. I don't think Jamal Murray's at that that level yet. You know, he we you know, we didn't even discuss Jamal Murray in the all star conversation. So No, because I wouldn't worry about, you know, the Nuggets. Um so yeah, I think if if you're gonna worry about anyone it'd be Utah, but honestly I'd be a little worried about the Sixers. Um, or the Nets in the finals is when I would be worried as an LA fan, honestly. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I just have to be reversed. I just have to. I'm. I know I said you know I got to see Paul George do it, but I'm just going to take Paul George and Kawhi Leonard or Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Um, I'm worry about that a little bit right now, especially if Anthony Davis you know wants to sleepwalk through where it's not 100. Um, percent so, Yeah, I don't know. I'm not feeling playing that. those two like both players. That's fine. Playing those two teams back-to-back probably will be challenging. So I could see it in, in the worst scenario. You get, like you said, Clippers. You beat the Clippers, and then you lose to the Jazz because you went seven games with the Clippers, you know, or something, right. or vice versa, really. Um, there's that. Uh, but yeah, our role players just have to step up. Um, but that's my, you know, spill on the Lakers. You know, I can go on for hours about it, but, I mean, really – Anthony Davis just has to stop sleepwalking. And, you know, somebody on the bench on that second unit really just has to step up. That Somebody not named Trez, Struder, or uh, LeBron, of course, AD, uh, has to really, you know, come alive. Um, but maybe that four can take you, you know, if you can get a in and out KCP and uh, Kuz, you know, maybe that's enough. Because it's, yeah. it's the same roster from last year, you know, give or take a couple people as far as the guys that we're talking about, Kuz. THG wasn't uh, wasn't really playing like that. No, no, that's fair. But all right, so then you know I brought up the Sixers and the Nets. in the Nets. You know, so I guess you know moving to the East. Who do you feel like is the best team in the East right now? Right now, today, um, fully. I guess you still have to throw the Bucks in the conversation. Maybe. I mean, I don't really, but maybe. Um, Today, or assuming today everybody's healthy, I, not to complicate the question, but um, I mean, yeah, I guess you know today, assuming everyone is healthy, yes. I gotta go with the Nets. Um, if this was a week ago, I probably still would have said the Nets, but I'd probably been like, you know, their defense, like, what are they gonna do? They're are they gonna outscore everybody forever? And I still think that's a problem when you play a team seven games in a row. Um, you you know when I can game plan for you, but that's just a lot of fucking power power to game plan for. And I do think like, I do think that James Harden is capable enough to play defense when needed. And I do think we've seen Kevin Durant is when absolutely needed. And I think they can buckle down. Like Joe Harris isn't a complete liability on defense because he's six, eight. He's, you know, um, right. Kyrie, like, right. Kyrie is one of those guys where it's like, 
He'd be trying. Yeah, like as long as you try, he's quick. You know, he can disrupt some. Like I think they can do it when needed, and I think they probably have just enough to where they, they could. Center, huh? So they definitely need another center, though. right? But I'm saying right now they probably have just enough where they can probably outscore you to win two games, and then just just enough talent where they could do that type of like turn it on, to turn it off, um, to get to four if they were to play the Sixers. Um, but I'll take them, and then I, I, I will take them over the Sixers right now because I know it's, like, laughable. People are going to say, oh, well, James Harden choking playoffs and all that. But, like, I know what Ka- Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden can do in the postseason. I've seen Ben Simmons score one point before. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I, Embiid is definitely having an MVP-level season. You love to see it. I love to watch Joel, Joel Embiid play. I have a lot of friends who are Sixers fans. I love to talk shit to them. I also do like when the Sixers are good. It's just interesting. You know, one of those cities where they have a good team, it's, like, better for the NBA. I've also seen Joel Embiid get winded in the second quarter of a playoff game before. So, it's just one of those things where it's just, like, I, you know, like, I have to see it. And then Ben Tobias Harris, like Doc always gets the best out of Tobias, but like it's Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris versus Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. And I'm a yeah. the team with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes, no, I mean, yes, this is this is true. Yeah, you know, and this is yeah, I, I would agree with you, um, especially if they get just a center. If they get a center, I like no, no disrespect to Sixers. I just you know. I've seen Danny Green play like <laughs> playoff games before. I've just seen it, and I uh, and this is like basketball opinions are fluid. Like I I like I am in no way saying that Ben Simmons is going to score one point again or that like he's forever. We all you know failed or something in life. I'm just saying like you and I've seen him have success in the playoffs too. But you just like like this is really the test. You know what I'm saying? Like you know like. You got to, you got to, this is the year. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to, you got to put up or shut up this year. You know what I'm saying? Um, And he's even done it this season before he, when he was, you know, when he was going to get traded for Harden, he was kind of up and down and, you know, which I'm sure that's a mental toll on you, whatever. But like, you know, we've seen him act funny style sometimes. So. Yeah, no, like I said, I feel, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with you in terms of the Nets. I mean, I do think that they need a center, but I think they'll get a center. I don't know if it'll be Drummond or if they'll trade for Joel McGee or or war or what, but you know, I don't even you know, maybe they'll even try and get Hassan Whiteside if they get desperate. You know, I saw the Lakers were even looking at Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, I saw that. Also, my last thing about the Nets, and I sorry to cut you off, is that if one of those guys goes down or is not hundred percent, you still have two you still have an assuming one of those guys is Kevin Durant or James Harden, you still have another all-star caliber player, I mean, an MVP caliber player on the court and Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? And if Kyrie Irving goes down, God forbid, like, I don't want this to happen. You still have two MVPs on the court. <laughs> like, Yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah, a lot has to happen. You know, I mean, I guess we saw with Golden State that things can happen in terms of multiple stars going down, but, like, I'm willing to I'm willing to take my bets on on at least two of the three being there. Right. And, and we if, they've been winning without Durant right now. Right. And looking good doing it, like they don't look like they're like right. struggling to pull out games. I'm mean, like you said, the defense has to get better. We know that, but um, and I I was heavy on the yo these niggas got to play some defense, <laughs> like <laughs> train. But I don't know, man. It's hard to guard. You know what I'm saying? Because in the playoffs, you're you like Harden can go for fifty, KD can go for fifty, Kyrie can go for fifty. So you can't be like, oh, well, let one of them beat us. Like one of them will beat you. So. 
then it's like, all right, well, you're going to give Joe Harris wide open threes? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got a squad. You know what I'm saying? I like yes. the Bowen dude. I like, like, what he brings to the lineup. You know what I'm saying? Obviously. Yeah, Bowen, yeah Bruce Bowen. Or no, Brian Bowen. Brian, I always say Bruce Bowen. I say, I, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah, he brings toughness and, you know, like, grit and, you know. You know. So, I just think, you know. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Green making it, doing some things. Yeah, like, he always pops up and just when you think he's gone, he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, but. Damn. All right. Well, shoot. I think we didn't we didn't ran through about all the big stuff that that we wanted to hit. I think these are all the important topics going on so far. You know, I don't. I'm. We didn't discuss. You know, how dumb it kind of is for the All Star Game to even be happening. Just kind of assume that it is happening, even though we're in a pandemic. And it, I mean, you know, it's happening. We have all the best players in one space at the same time. I think it's kind of dumb. Uh, well, they've it been traveling. Like Practicing nice nightmare. They've been traveling for for this far. So I guess they figure out why. And then, you know, um, I was listening to Bomani Jones. I was listening to Bomani Jones talk about it. And he brought some good points. Like, yo, it's it's definitely a money grab. You know what I'm saying? Of but course. You've been traveling for this far, so I guess you might as well do it. But, you know, they those guys kind of got to do it. You know what I'm saying? We look at I this mean, stuff. I feel like – I feel that. But it's like, is everyone going to stay inside in Atlanta? Well, it's Turner, so I, I don't know. I can't answer your question. <laughs> it's, it's everyone is no one going to. We no already saw what Lou Will was doing, so. <laughs> doing that, so. Right, like. I mean, you know, the, and the NBA I think it's dumb they have a dunk parties, contest. These rappers are hosting parties. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta's definitely wide open, but um, I don't know. Do you like the All Star Game format of the drafting of the players? Yeah, I think it's something different. It's cool. I think eventually they'll go back to East versus West once we get tired of this. But I think it's different. It's cool. Um, you know, the draft, like, the draft is, like, something that act, that's actually kind of interesting to watch on TV when the yeah. captains are doing their thing or whatever. I think – and Giannis isn't a captain this year. It's Durant, right? Durant. I think it's Durant or LeBron. Yeah, so that, that'll be interesting as well, you know, because that's, like, the quote-unquote, you know, rivalry, I suppose – of the of the league, at least that's like one and two, most likely the best players. So I don't that'll be like cool. It's the rivalry that it should be, but yeah, I mean, because they never really played in the same conference, and then you know, then they just switched conferences. They only met up in the finals a couple times, but well, when they met like in the finals, finals, yeah, when they met in the finals, like Durant just wasn't there yet. Like the team, like LeBron was with the super team, right? That's not they never had a, a like a, a even match finals, right? And the same thing for the opposite way, right? Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Who do you think is the rookie of the year so far? I mean, it's Lamelo. It's not even. It's not even a question. At this point, it's not even close. Uh, the only the only other rookie that would have been in the conversation for me is probably Halliburton on the Kings. Um, cause just because he's probably the only other rookie similar to Lamelo that's playing like close to thirty minutes a night, like actually contributing to a halfway decent team every night, like from day one. Um, you know, and a lot of like analytics people like him and stuff, which is fine. But um, yeah, it's 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 Lamelo without a doubt. Yeah, it's just not wondering. it's not it's it's not really much of it's not really much of a debate at this point. Uh, at the, which is crazy, you know. The Timberwolves probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I'm not gonna say they they're gonna regret it because I don't know how Anthony Edwards is gonna play out. I mean, his this like raw talent is fucking nuts. Um, so we'll see if he actually can like really put it together. 
you know, get a consistent jumper over time and all that. Like he's super raw, but I think if you if you could have a redraft, uh, Lamelo would probably go number one. The Timberwolves situation is interesting to me because I, I just think that team, and we might look up in three years and that team, like everybody might just be gone. Oh no, definitely. I think I think I think what's some going on there trade, is just crazy. Like some some team will trade. It will give them the Anthony Davis package of five first round picks, a, a swap, and a, and a young player or two for for, for Carl Towns. Yeah, I think so. Give, give it a couple of years. I think also too, like they're gonna move off of D'Angelo. D'Angelo, and I think like. I mean, they can try. Who the hell wants D'Angelo? I, I don't know, but they, I think they're going to try. I think Anthony, you know, like, maybe they trade him. I don't know. I just think, like, the organization is just so wildly run, like, I don't They know. just have a bunch of random pieces that don't fit, like, between D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Malik Beasley. They drafted Jared Culver top 10 Bro, two who's, years ago. Who's making they these all, decisions? Like, yeah, like, like, they all play the same position. Like, all of these people are score first. Like, then you have Cat, who just shoots threes at center. Like, it's just – like, all of those players individually are pretty good. Like, like if they were, you know, just, like, running a court somewhere or if they were, like, coming off the bench on a good team, like, they all would be contributors. But on this team, like, like they don't have one solid veteran on the whole team. Like, maybe, I guess, Ricky Rubio, but, like, eh, I, I guess. But, like, I don't know. They're not just, listening to Ricky Rubio. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're doing what they want. Like, so, I don't know. They're, they're, they have talent. Like, I think at this point they probably should just trade Cat while his his – his value is high. He has a lot of years on his contract and just Bro, get, you, like you just went out and his best friend. You, you can't trade him. So yes, you can because you're going to trade D'Angelo Russell too. Both of them. Both no, of but them. I'm no. I'm saying you just went out like you just went out. Was it last season or the season before last? Last year. Okay, and you just traded for his best friend. You got the number one pick. And you just going to trade away. I'm not disagreeing with you saying that. Like, that's I'm, a, I'm, I'm I'm just saying like they're probably sitting around thinking like we just did this. We can't admit defeat this. I mean, uh, probably early. not. I mean, I mean, and that's – I saw a crazy stat, like, D'Angelo Russell and Cat have only played, like, six games together because both of them are hurt at some point. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess in some ways we haven't really seen it, but I've seen both of them individually um, with Timberwolves uniforms on. So, I'm, I'm pretty confident in, in feeling like they should just blow it all up. Right. You know, I'm, I'm also, I will say, not as big of a Cat fan as other people. I think he's, he's obviously good, don't get me wrong, but he's not – I don't know. He's more. He's 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 kind of in that Vucevic empty stats on a bad team realm to me. And it, I think it's very telling that. I mean, obviously this year COVID, he got COVID. He had family stuff. So I'm not even counting about this year. Just his whole career. I don't think he's ever really been in an All Star conversation, despite putting up his numbers. Because I think he, everyone knows. Did he not make an All Star team the year? Well, let me double check. I feel like I remember him in those black and white All Star jerseys, but let me see. let me see. Maybe he was, but I know at least last year he was not in those conversations. Let me let me double check. Yeah, I'm looking it up as well. Yeah, wait. He received two All Star selections. Yeah, yeah, there were two All Stars. Yeah, that was the year that one of those was that New York. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so two years ago. Yeah, last year he wasn't, but, yeah, two years ago and then three years ago. Yeah. Seven, or 2018 and 2019. So, yeah, I mean, his numbers are crazy. Don't get me wrong. 24 and 12, 21 and 12, shooting over 50%. Um, but, I don't know, last year he started shooting a lot of threes, a lot more threes, when I think I think that kind of turned me off on him a little bit as well because I thought they was so good in the post. 
that he started he started turning his game into Kristaps Porzingis almost. Um, but I don't know. I mean, he's obviously good. I'm not trying to slander him. But either way, he's uh, they might just have to just like trade him and just like hit a super restart. I don't know. That is, it's that might not even be the right answer. But I'm just very confused as to what they're doing. Losing, <laughs> losing, and hiring coaches from other teams. <laughs> but they're but they're losing and then not even drafting well. So it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, well, like so they, last they year Jared Col- they drafted Jared Culver two years ago and he doesn't even play. Okay, so I will I will push back on that one because I will say that for Culver, I can't tell you if he's good or bad for the simple fact that. He doesn't play. Right, but that's okay. So that's my whole point. Like, how are you judging someone at number six and he doesn't even play? But okay, so I'm asking. My question to you is: are, Is that are you? Is that an uh, indictment on COVID for you, or is that an indictment on the organization? Both. Okay, I see. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because, like, I mean, when he has played, it's not like he. It's not like it wasn't like a. That's not a conducive. I just don't know if that's a conducive situation for anybody. And I mean. I just, I, and I mean, he, I agree. I'm sure not, on another team. I mean, we look at Wiggins. Like that's what I was going to say. And he's not, he's not a one. He wasn't a one and done talent. So and I'm not right. saying he wasn't talented. So I just like but I understand he, what I mean, you're he saying. He came into the league older. He was in college for three years. He's already right. he's already a 22. That's, a, that's what they like know, more say. finished product. I mean, he shot 40 percent last year and 30 percent from three. Like when he did play, he wasn't that great. I mean, obviously, it's not a great situation. I'm not trying to write him off. It's only his second year, so. I, I, it's, if I had to pick more, I would say it's more of an indictment on the T Wolves than it is Culver. If I if I had to pick a side, yeah, and I just that's what I'm saying. I, I I'm not telling you that Jared, I want Jared Culver on my team or don't, or I think he's you know the second coming of. Uh, yeah, I think Jared Culver coming off the bench. But I'm just saying, like that situation, like yo, he was drafted last year, and then you went on and got Malik Bees. Like you just named all the people, and like of course right. those guys are gonna kind of play in front of you. You know what I'm saying, like. Even if you're, you know, it's just, that's just, you know, not a situation. And then, you know, the, now they got a new coach. So now you, who knows, we know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, there's that. But um, I don't know. That, that's just a wild team. It, you know, Jimmy Butler obviously was right. <laughs> that organization just has gone down. You know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's, but that's, it was really never up. So, like. Jimmy Butler was right all along. Yeah. Right about a lot of things, actually. Not nice. oh, very true, but all right, we gotta uh, make this more of a consistent thing. You know, maybe yeah. once a week, once every other week, we'll see how the NBA turns out. See how things are going. It's a lot of storylines that I, you yeah, know, exactly. About a lot of things I want to get off my chest about the league, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely get to it. All right. Yeah. Well, All thanks right, for having me, man. Yes, sir. You already know. Long, a two to tie. Michigan would have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked in. A referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many. And so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake, mental mistake, mental mistake.